with the fifth edition. Join our various gaming groups as we play the fifth edition of Dungeons and Dragons. And maybe just hang out and chat about gaming in general. Sit back and enjoy the show. Hi, this is Kelly, a.k.a. Trixie from Ragnarok and Roll, a sign to Ragnarok story, and Tilda Wimblewick from D&D Journey of the 5th Edition. First off, I would just like to say thank you to everyone for listening to our varied adventures, as well as for rating us on iTunes and RPGpodcast.com. If you haven't rated us yet, we would greatly appreciate it if you could. And if you're looking for more ways to support our efforts, we are now on Patreon, a great site where you can help us continue making more podcasts, as well as some special surprises for our patrons. If you can, please look us up at www.patreon.com cppn. Every little bit helps. And again, thank you for listening. Hey guys, welcome back to the 30-day Dungeons & Dragons challenge. Today is... A favorite nondescript, non-magical idol. So, Kelly. Well, if I had to pick one, I would have to go with the hooded lantern. Because you can hide the light and you can clip it to your belt. That's that's a good one. I mean, that's that's one a lot of folks forget that with your typical torch, you're totally giving away your location. But with a hooded lantern, you can close that bad boy. That's true. Let mm-hmm. that poor guy that's your your scout up ahead with the dark vision stop. You know, tell you guys put out that light. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would have to say because I mean it's a very handy uh, thing to have. It is. That that's a good one. Especially, How about you? Especially if you can, you know, later on magic it up so it's magical and you don't have to light it. Uh huh. Uh huh. I so, what I usually do, my cleric, uh, who has the light spell, puts it on uh something that she puts inside the hooded lantern, so then you can just close it and it just, you know, stays lit. So you don't have to worry about burning or anything like that or smoke. Mm-hmm. Think about it. <clears throat> Going in there and casting light on the candle that's in the hooded lantern. Uh huh. So the candle totally makes itself. it stormproof too. Exactly. So for me, I'm gonna go with an oldie but a goodie that goes all the way back to the earlier editions of D and D, and that is the not so simple Caltrop. <laughs> Ooh. Because as someone who used to enjoy playing rangers back in the day or bards or rogues, caltrops are really nice when you know something's going to come hit you in the face and you don't want that to happen. That's true. They have changed over the the, the editions, but currently in the fifth edition caltrop, as an action, you can spread a single bag of caltrops. Yes, they're totally dice bag size. Over a five-foot square area, any creature that enters the area must succeed on a DC-15 dex save. And that's pretty hard. Or stop moving and take one piercing point of damage. Hmm. Until the creature regains at least one hit point, its walking speed is reduced by ten feet. Yeah, because they're going, ow, 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 ow. 
now. Exactly. <laughs> they're, they're, they're the typical lion with a thorn in his paw. Mm-hmm. And again, it goes back to, you know me, when it comes to D&D, I like kiting things. You know, hit and run tactics work really good. Wow. And of course, you know, a creature moving through an area at half speed doesn't need to make a saving throw. So you can tippy toe over the caltrops, but it's going to cost you moving at half speed. Either way, you're still moving slow. Yep. The other way, it is buying that rogue who's got uh, the ability to to take a quick retreat or that wizard who's going to have to use his misty step. It buys you that vital time to get distance between you and the baddie. Hmm. Caltrop is my my friend. I mean, the the ball bearing is the next. Ah, yeah, the ball bearing. Because, of course, you know, in older editions, the ball bearings could actually cause you to to, to fall Trip. prone. Mm-hmm. Which I'm totally sure that if you ask your GM in a very articulate way, you could totally get something simple like that. Because now it's just uh, as an action, spill these tiny metal balls to cover a level square area that's 10 feet on a side. Creature moving across it must succeed in a dex 10 saving throw or fall prone. See, the, anybody can get a 10 on a d20. Come on. Anyone can get a 1, too. True. So the caltrop is better because A, the difficulty's harder. B, if anyone has stepped on a d4 or a Lego, you know how effective these are. <laughs> and C, you know, if each one of your players has a tiny little pouch of caltrops you could make a veritable minefield of caltrops and there's nothing cooler because the weight by the way is like 0.1 for caltrops ball bearings it's like two pounds yeah well they're dense mm-hmm. whereas a caltrop is more like a jack and if you know the fight is coming and you set this up in advance it's a really nice thing to do like say you have a lot of range attackers totally set up a a moat of caltrops and it will buy you vital time to get some extra shots in just saying yeah that or you uh secretly say hey guys uh we're only going to fill up the left side of the room and if the creature doesn't have dark vision that's even worse or if you have some cool ability to blind him so he walks randomly into the caltrops that would suck That'd be like some Tom and Jerry thumbtack shit there. <laughs> or uh, Coyote and Roadrunner. Meet meet. Because <laughs> anybody who's stepped on a thumbtack too knows that that hurts too. Mm-hmm. It's not a lot of damage, but damn, that hurts. Yes, it do. And the fact that once you get hit with a caltrop, your speed's reduced by 10 feet. So even the halflings are outrunning you. You know you're <laughs> in trouble when the halflings are plodding away from you, going neater, 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 because they've got a five-foot lead on you. <laughs> and, of course, you know, if you're a monk, that that's ridiculous, because with your monk's speed, throw those out and get the extra ten feet, basically. Totally run your targets around in circles. All of a sudden, the Benny Hill music is coming to my mind. <laughs> So for, as I look for the picture, 
So for the 26th day of the D&D 30-day challenge, we have the Hooded Lantern and the the Simple Caltrop. Which, by the way, if you Google Caltrop, you can see some really terrifying-looking ones. Mm, yeah. There are some really simple ones out there, too, that are just folded metal, made of land, so something points up. Yeah, but some of the really nasty ones were specifically to uh, uh, hurt horses. Oh, yeah, those big ones that look like massive D4s mm-hmm. with barbs. Yeah, that So, that's... like, to stop charging horses or those types of things. Mm-hmm. Oh, brutal. Yeah, basically it would permanently take out a horse because, oof, that yeah. thing's like three inches they long with a barb. They are evil. But uh, remember, guys, all is fair in D&D and war. So if you're being charged by monsters, totally throw a caltrop out there. And by the way, you may have noticed you fill a five-foot square, and it's a deck save. So you could even use caltrops on a dragon. I'm just saying. There's a role-playing element there that a dragon will step on a caltrop and with his big giant dragon claws cannot pull it out and will have to negotiate with the adventure group to pull out the thorn. <laughs> what am i the only one that likes to use the classic you know fables uh-huh you're cute and of course yes it's great for owlbears and the nice thing is with most gms they will have no problem with you scattering caltrops and then carefully going back and picking them all up hmm. i mean it's not like your caltrops gonna roll off or anything it's gonna stay pretty close to where it was unless somebody gets like dragged through and that would be horrific no. You're being dragged through Caltrops. Roll your deck save with disadvantage because you're, you know, being dragged. Being dragged. And yes, GMs, that's how you throw advantage and disadvantage out is as side comments instead of actually, you know, harping about it. Oh, that would suck. And on the plus side, in earlier editions, Caltrops did more damage. So just saying. One piercing damage is not a lot until it happens to you a lot. Yeah, I mean, a, a thousand paper cuts is going to eventually add up. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's a good way of keeping a dragon from chasing you guys down the tunnels. <laughs> All you need is one lucky square of caltrops. Big, wide dragon. I mean, just saying. Heck, use, use the same thing on a giant. Ooh. Alrighty, guys, so that covers our mundane, non-magical item for the 26th day of the D&D Challenge. There's only four days left. Yeah. And, you know, tomorrow's question is totally going to be a hard, hard thing for us to get. It's almost like we're cursed with that day. (laughs) Which I definitely have to say for 5th edition, they, they have limited what, you know what's out there but that's a topic for another day so uh that's a good place to wrap it up there guys thank you for listening to DD journey of the fifth edition a member of the creative play and podcast network please follow us on patreon at patreon.com forward slash cppn to never miss a show or stream